This is Walt Arnold. Welcome to the SVN Walt Arnold Commercial Real Estate Show. Every week I get together with Eddie Aragon at the Rock of Talk to discuss what's happening in the Albuquerque real estate market. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, subscribe and share as we dive into different topics each week regarding Albuquerque commercial real estate market. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk with me, Walt Arnold. He's an SIOR, CCIM, all the alphabet soup to get you into your next real estate deal. And Glad to have him here on our radio station. Uh, all you have to do is pick up the phone and dial him direct, 256-1255. That's 256-1255 or waltarnold.com. And we play that music because, of course, the Chiefs won last week. That's right. That was pretty <laughs> exciting uh, for him. I'm, I'm just, I just can't wait to see more of Tom Brady my, myself. So, uh, but, uh, but there you go. Uh, Walt, uh, how are you? I am doing excellent, Eddie. It's a, it's a great week for Chief Chief Kingdom and uh, the Kingdom. So it's uh, it's going to be an exciting game in a couple of weeks and or next week and two weeks from now, I guess. So it, it'll be. I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully the Chiefs can overcome and beat Brady again. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think they're going to try pretty hard. But uh, how are we beating the market right now with what's happening? Speaking of. You know, trying to reestablish new things. I got to tell you, it's a very difficult time. And take us through all the different uh, commercial real estate stuff. Uh, take us through sales, how COVID-19 has impacted us. Uh, this is a different market altogether for industrial, office, apartment, uh, all retail holders uh, out there. People don't know what direction to go in, Walt. And I think they need some real guidance. Uh, thanks, Eddie. I mean, yeah, a lot of things have kind of happened. And I think... Uh, the National Associations of Realtors had done their commercial real estate trends and outlook for 2021. And I think some of the things that kind of stand out that's kind of coming through COVID, one of the things kind of year over year changes, one of the year over year changes in sales volume, sales volume is down about uh, about 50% basically uh, over year over year, 56% year over year in total amount of sales that have happened. So even though there's a lot of money out there and there's banks are lending money uh, for commercial real estate. I mean, things have just kind of stopped. So I think the market was really cranking right before COVID. And then all of a sudden, you know, we just stopped everything. And so a lot of people just kind of backed out and decided not to, not to go in and purchase. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, the leaders and the trends downward are uh, hospitality, or retail, uh, retail strip centers, office, class A office buildings, and, also, uh, retail freestanding. These are all negative numbers. Senior housing, office class, B and C products. So those are the things we've talked about before. The changing dynamics of the office market, of the retail market. Hospitality has been really crushed by COVID. So we continue to see those kind of things we've been talked about now kind of really play out. Uh, it's other thing that's kind of interesting, I think, is uh, the amount of land, uh, land and uh, Actually, industrial flex space, those numbers have gone up, well, pretty good, you know, good, good, strong, healthy numbers increasing in those markets. So that's that's one of the things I think you need to really look at is that people are at this time, what's happening out there? Well, I think we're we don't have a lot of space available. And like an industrial market is almost two percent in Albuquerque. So, again, what what are people going to do? They're going to go out, they're going to try to buy land. Lands are maybe a little bit safer holding. People think we're kind of things are on the the rise because once you run out of, uh, you know, if there's no place to go, you're going to have to build more product. 
So land, obviously, people are starting to see that. And we're starting to see it in the market, too, as the land is selling. Uh, people are continuing to make deals on land purchases. And I think that'll continue. Uh, if you look at the outlook of commercial pricing uh, for court Q1, uh, first quarter of 2020, you know, land was up by 3%, industrial warehouses up by 2%, and then uh, industrial flex space was up by 2%. So again, um, the outlook for land sales, you know, the other thing that's, that we see in Albuquerque is there's just not a lot of uh, developable land for home builders. So we're gonna, people are going to have to go out and make that investment in land and develop that land. And that's that's out, that's up by 7%. Developing for industrials up by 5%. Um, those are some big numbers for, I think, and even in our market, because our market is so tight. We're not, you know, this home market, there's just not a lot of places to go and buy homes. Uh, track, you know, from major developers like Pulte, uh, even even local builders, there's, everybody's looking for sites to build homes on. So I think that, we haven't seen it for a while, but home builders are going to have to make that purchase into land or have somebody purchase that land and then be right behind them and make sure that they're taking down those lots as they come available. I think that we'll see some land be moving this year, next year, and the following year. We just need more. We just need to have more space. We need industrial space. We need housing. And uh, I think those are the two drivers of, of land purchases in the coming year. Um, if you look at vacancy rates, I think that's another thing to kind of look at. Hospitality, hotel, hospitality, vacancy rates off, you know, 50%. Office B and C about 12%. Class A offices about 12% off, you know, a decline. Um, <clears throat> a retail mall is about 10%. And a retail mall strip center is about 10%. So, again, the vacancy is coming down in those spaces. So uh, vacancy rates of 50%. That's a 50% vacancy rate for the hospitality industry. That is a big number. And I think they're running a much stronger numbers right before COVID. So that's a really tough number to deal with. And it's, it's really, really making an impact. I think one of the things that we've also talked about is what are people doing with the, the mall? And, you know, and one of the questions on the survey was, how are vacant malls being repurposed in your market? And the percent of respondents who select, you know, select all that apply. And one of the things that we're seeing is mixed use. You know, those malls are being turned into residential, to retail, to office. We've seen that over at Renrock itself. You know, office has been a big influx of space, has leased a lot of space over at Winrock. The next thing that's coming on is more residential development. So that those are some things that are happening in, in the, the mall sector. Also, distribution and fulfillment centers. That's been another big area that people that malls are being repurposed for. Again, we talked about Amazon leasing big spaces and, and the malls, uh, these big boxes that are now vacant. A lot of people are converting those into distribution or fulfillment. And another really change of use is for the, the malls and the churches. And we've talked a little bit about that too. Uh, you know, people are going to repurpose malls. And one of the things they're doing repurposing with is churches are going into malls. They have a great space, a lot of areas for people to uh, good, great, huge common areas to deal with and for people, for their congregation. Uh, another one that was kind of interesting to me was even self-storage. So the purpose of the mall is changing, continues to change. And it's interesting, Eddie, as, as we watch and we go forward, and we've talked about this in the last few shows, is our use of space and has been accelerated by COVID. 
and we'll continue to see space being used differently going forward than what it has been in the past. Some of these used to be like an industrial space or an office space, a retail space or a mall space. And we're just going to see different uses of space in all those categories. It's, it's interesting and it's going to be, I think it's going to happen quicker. Uh, it's a, not a slow process. I think things are going to transform pretty quickly in the next few years. With a changing space, Walt, uh, can you tell me or speak a little bit uh, to who's purchasing these properties, who is going to um, finance these properties? Uh, it's got to have different financing, different uh, mechanics behind it. And then, of course, we're heading into, you know, probably a different uh, financial market going forward uh, with a lot of uh, the government. The G line's about to be moved in exorbitantly. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how high, but... Uh, uh, we're going to have the government taking a, a larger proportion. So how does that impact the uh, capital markets? But first and foremost, who's going to be buying these properties? Well, a lot of these properties are still owned by, you know, large developers. I think what we're talking about is a use, different use of space. So what's going to happen is the owners of these properties are going to have to inject some capital to change their space. But a lot of these spaces, Eddie, are, are still lease spaces. So if, if the so who's going to be buying them are those people that are are okay with the kind of change of uses you know if i buy a big mall like owned by simon properties there's not a lot of, of buyers out there for cottonwood or coronado or even winrock um so what's going to happen is if they're going to look at how diverse is my risk you know can i don't have any more just all retail and i have a i've got a church i've got some distribution I've got uh, some, you know, warehousing in there. I've, it, it's just, it's going to be, the, the risk is going to be spread out between the different uses. So it's going to be interesting to see who's going to, you know, who's going to take that risk to go out and buy it. But the other thing is, you know, based on a lot of those products are based on the the strength of the tenants. Is this, is this tenant mix strong enough? And are the tenants strong enough for me to invest a lot of capital and a lot of money, go out and get a loan for these properties? I think on the banking side, money's available. It's money, money's out there. I think they're looking for ways to invest money, uh, and and obviously SBA is going to be a big lender going forward. The government is really into you know loaning money through the five with two programs. Really, it's called the five hundred four program, and then the seven A program. And those two programs are going to be lending a lot of money to really owner occupiers of space. So that's a little bit different category people that own their building, they're in their building, they're in 51%, they own 51% of the property or they're occupying 51% of the property. And their their source of income is gonna be banks and really SBA. SBA is gonna be a big lender for a lot of owner occupiers going forward. And- How will the uh, uh, sort of regulations and the bare minimums change for small businesses now that they don't have fundamentals? Obviously, you know, having an entire year that's been pretty much wiped specifically here in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. But, you know, how does an SBA evaluate and look and try to assess their risk without it just throwing more money into a black hole? I realize they also control the other side when things can reopen up and, and everything. But uh, I mean, <laughs> I got to tell you, that's not a, a math problem that nobody, that anybody can solve. And uh, I, I got to say, no, nobody's, you know, I, you have to. I have to apologize, uh, Walt, from the standpoint of I can't help but apply reason to everything in my life, uh, or everything that I hear. I should say so. These are practical questions. They're very pragmatic, and 
you want to get the SBA involved yet. Oh, that sounds good. But you know, now these small businesses have been out of business and what's their business plan moving forward in a COVID-19 environment? Do business plans now incorporate, uh, for example, you know, the augmented, if we need to shut down in case of COVID 21, 22, 23, you know, why are people going to be disincentivized to open a business because they're not sure if they're going to have it three, five, 10 years. Uh, you've been at your business for 30 years. Like these are very practical, pragmatic approaches to try and solve what issues are. And I have to say, like, this is a very uncertain environment. There's no question. It is definitely an uncertain environment. And a lot of people have you know, lost their savings. They lost their business. They've lost their life, you know, due to COVID and the restrictions that the government has placed on them, <clears throat> not allowing them to open. Um, but there is a segment, there's different segments of the economy, Eddie, you know, I think the restaurant industry, the retail industry, the hospitality industry, these have been really hammered by the COVID. If you look at the people that we collect rent from and the office environment and the industrial environment, they have remained you know, relatively healthy. So I think if anybody has a business that maybe is not, hasn't suffered, you know, it's tremendously, I mean, has, have received, you know, they've been out there, they're still in business and they're still selling things. And they say, hey, I'd like to get a loan on my property. SBA is out there as long as they've been in business for two years, as long as they occupy 51% of the property, you know, there is money through SBA. And obviously a lot of times through the SBA programs, uh, local lenders, will come alongside, especially in the 504 program, local lenders will come along and participate in the SBA loan. So, right. <clears throat> but SBA has been very aggressive. You know, they've reduced their fees tremendously. SBA loan was always a, a high fee uh, entity, that, I mean, a high fee loan where there was a lot of, uh, on the front end, a lot of fees that were due to, to SBA. And those fees have been reduced drastically or they're giving those fees back. Uh, so SBA is kind of, it, they have kind of morphed into a way for people to access capital. And I think if people are out there and they need to access capital, I think they should definitely consider SBA, Small Business Administration to find some capital. Uh, but you're right, though. I mean, there are some businesses that they just, I mean, they haven't have, they don't have any income for the year. How are they going to go to SBA? And, and right. term, you know, so that, that there, there are segments and those segments that have been hammered by SBA uh, I mean, I'm not bad but by COVID, you know, that's a different, that's a different story. And there are some hospitality restaurants uh, in the retail industry have definitely been hammered by that. He is Walt Arnold. You can pick up the phone and dial him direct for all your real estate questions, commercial real estate related two, five, six, one, two, five, five. That's two, five, six, one, two, five, five or waltarnold.com. He is a great resource, understands business, and he's got a great offer for anybody who picks up the phone and dials them. You can do a lease abstract broker opinion of value. The lease abstract will assess, uh, where you're currently at, what's in your lease, and uh, hey, what your options are. Broker your opinion of value. If you own a building or a property, he can give you an idea of what it's worth in today's uh, uh, numbers. And there's lots of comp uh, comps, which are also known as comparables, uh, that are out there. And the other thing is you can do a market survey and needs analysis, which will give you an idea of what's out there and what you currently have. And all you have to do is uh, be a good buddy here to the Kiva, as so many of you are. I have I, I got to tell you, I have never heard this number of people who have uh, really been enjoying the, the program, uh, enjoying what, what we're doing here in the Kiva, uh, listening now uh, on the app all the time. 
you know, that's also very exciting that you guys are, are doing that. But more than anything, what you guys have really been doing is you guys have been picking up the phone and calling our advertisers and letting them know that you support the Kiva. And uh, if you guys have anything, you guys are like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, give uh, Eddie's advertisers a call directly. And uh, that has been happening. So we appreciate that each and every person who does that. That's the best way to support this radio station is support Walt's business and the businesses that he supports. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard, give us a review and subscribe to our podcast. If you have further questions, check us out at waltarnold.com or call me at 505 505- 256-1255. This is Walt Arnold with SVN Walt Arnold Commercial Brokerage in Albuquerque. We'll see you next week. And thanks again for listening to the podcast today.